Hi all, my name is Sun Meyer. Welcome to our first podcast, Tosh Talks. This is the first podcast for Madeline Tosh. And though we would love to promise weekly podcasts full of gorgeous knits, yarn and trends, for now we're keeping it to intermittent broadcasts when we have something exciting to share. Like now, the release of our new design collection, MT Collection Number no. 2. As a team, we could not be more thrilled. So Tosh Talks is starting with interviews of our MT Collection 2 designers, which includes a star roster of international talent. We're starting with the one and only Melanie Berg. As the yarn whisperer at Madeline Tosh, I had the great honor of working with the designers to develop the collection. Like everything, it started with a meeting where in typical Tosh fashion, we threw a lot of ideas out and came away with a vague idea of highlighting some of our favorite things. I put together a mood board, which gives designers the feeling of what we were hoping to create. There were actually two mood boards. And this all came about mid-pandemic. So it's interesting that the images that really drew me in were those of beautiful ruin. Dried roses, the patina of rust, the feeling of fall, spiced hues, cinnamon, cumin, saffron, and sweaters with folkloric yokes, long coats, oversized jackets, so a lot of fashion inspiration. The second mood board was for our neutral palette. So here, moving more towards shape that envelop and comfort. Winter whites, exaggerated layers, the color of bone, lattes, distressed wood. So two palettes, a colorful palette and a neutral palette. We picked a handful of yarns that are either crisp or tactile in the range of gauges, plus six designers we asked to use these really broad ideas and create something makers will want to spend time with. And did they ever come up with some amazing patterns? The silhouettes and ideas shaping Madeline Tosh's collection too are modern, natural, and wistful, just like the winter nights we're all currently experiencing. We're gonna start with the Up All Night shawl created by Melanie Berg for this collection. First, a word about Melanie. She may be the foremost shawl designer working today. Melanie is known for mixing texture and color into wearable modern designs that are both playful and beautiful. And in this case, more reflective. She designs to surprise, from mingling stripes with lace to choosing unexpected color combinations, Melanie loves to collaborate with other creatives around the world, and her patterns have been published by yarn companies and knitting magazines globally. Melanie, thank you for doing this. I'm so glad to reconnect with you. Hi, Sam. Great talking to you. Great to talk to you, too. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, this is the first piece from Collection 2 that we are talking about. So I am really excited about this shawl and I kind of want to start from the beginning with collection because we haven't really talked about it and then um, start talking about Up All Night and how the design came to be. Sounds great. <laughs> so and thank you for having me for the collection, by the way. It's always uh, great fun and um, great honor working together with you guys at Madeline Tosh. Oh, I'm so excited that you're part of this collection. You've had kind of a long history with Madeline Tosh. It was reestablished in 2019 
And I believe that you were the first designer to um, make a pattern from the new Madeline Tosh, which is um, really kind of a big deal. Yes, I, I remember um, Laura reaching out to me asking whether, telling me a bit of the news with uh, Madeline Tosh and her new plans with it and um, asking me whether I was up for designing a piece in the yarn. And um, I, I was thrilled, of course, because it, it's been quite a while since I've been working together with Madeleine Tosh Yarn. So it was a great chance for me to, um, yeah, to get back to it. And, um, and Laura is a great friend of mine. So that was an extra um, fun thing to do working together with you. So yeah, that was no question. And um, it's, it's been very enjoyable. And yes, that the design was together apart, I believe. Um, yeah. Right? Right at yeah. the beginning of the pandemic, wasn't it? Exactly. Yeah. And um, it's been such a strange time thinking back nowadays. I mean, can you believe the the supermarkets were empty and the schools were closed and it very bizarre in, in retrospective. Yeah, and it, it the really idea was. Behind Yes, the idea behind this design was to make the shawl twice. So once in the original colorways and once in inverted colorways. And um, keep one for yourself and send the other one off to a friend that you can't see right now as a friendly hug and as a reminder of, um, hey, I'm thinking of you and you're not alone. So, yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> Well, and Madeline Tosh really likes to think about community a lot. So that really promoted community within that one design as well, yes. which is awesome. So as we started to think about collection number two, um, we were really starting to think about some of our favorite things and partly because of the pandemic, because there were so many of our favorite things that we hadn't been able to do and, and people that we still at that point, um, it was pre-vaccination, so still couldn't really see and, and hug and things like that. Um, so when we started thinking of favorite things, of course, we came to you, Melanie. Um, and shawls are, um, you know, one of, I think, one of everyone's favorite things. It's just so nice to knit a shawl. And like you just said, it's sort of like a big hug. So um, we kind of like went with some colors for you and then wanted to know what you found inspiring and sort of handed it off that way. So do you want to talk a little bit about your design process? Yeah, um, of course. Um, I, I remember you sent me an email with pictures of the, of the young colorways um, very much in the beginning of, um, of the project. And there were a handful of colors I was free to pick from. And um, I ended up picking three of them, um, which, yeah, which I found was a very striking color combination. And um, I do think, so picking colors in the beginning is really one of the uh, most enjoyable parts when it comes to designing, I think, because it is, it does not feel like work at all, right? <laughs> you know, if, when you are knitting a big piece, then eventually there is, this moment when it might feel like work you you want to get finished you know or it it's just a lot of a big time investment so it's a big project but picking colors in the beginning is just pure fun and it just usually takes a few minutes so there is it's it's very easy and enjoyable and you can really um it feels like like you can feel like a child on the playground very um very uncomplicated with with very few pressures so that's really enjoyable 
and um also picking colors is really very um very much determined so it, it determines the appearance the appearance of the finished item um, you can choose completely funky colorways or monochrome elegant so this is really very decisive when it comes to um, the final look of, of of what you're working on um, so we ended up picking three colors um, um, a very dark purple phantasm i believe yeah and um, um, then a, an off-white and a very striking mustard um orange honey colorway um quite unusual together i think and um yeah it, it's it's been a lot of fun putting them together and then seeing how they actually knit up and combine with each other um i tried to um take advantage of um of the contrast in the yarns by doing something with stripes and then all also adding in lots of lace or let's say a bit of lace but um repeated over a bigger area so um yeah that that's i would say what describes the piece quite well so stripes and a bit of lace so these are the two main characteristics i would say yeah i remember the first zoom and you and i kind of got together on video and um, I showed you the purple color and you had a phantasm blanket behind you, which just like solidified that that also was one of your favorite colors. So um, it was perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I mean, I love this deep, saturated um, colorway, especially if it's hand dyed, because then you still have these bits of the bits that didn't um, catch as much dye as the other it's right which, yeah. which gives this deep and vivid um appearance i like that so much that's awesome so do you want to talk a little bit about the name for the design because it's called up all night yeah um right up all night is um a bit of a personal um story about myself um because early in summer 2021, when I made this shawl, um, I had a lot of sleepless nights because I had just unfortunately received the breast cancer diagnosis, which was devastating, frankly. It came out of the blue and um, it it's of course a, a situation that you did not expect to to find yourself in and a lot of questions and and worries and and fears and things like that hit you all of a sudden it, it's it's very overwhelming in a bad way and um so i had really a lot of sleepless nights a lot of nights where i was just yeah asking myself how will i get out of this situation and and what will happen and what will my doctors tell me and what's what will the future bring so very serious thoughts and um i was very happy to hear um not to hear i was very happy to have this um project because knitting was also a way um to get a bit of distraction and also um 
to work a bit. I mean, I'm I'm self-employed, so I um, in Germany you, you can get a you get a sick leave, you know, so that you don't have to go to your working place, but not when you are self-employed. But um, as a knitwear designer, I was very happy to have my work because I was physically able to do it, and it was a great um, sense of still staying in touch with the world because all of a sudden you are in the cancer bubble in the cancer bubble and you yeah it's e easy to lose um track of your former life and because everything is mixed up everything is suddenly very different to what it was before um so that was a, a nice way of, of just staying in touch with my work and also having some knitting to do and so I, I was just um, working on the design and knitting my way uh, through it. And then in the end, usually I'm thinking about, okay, how should I name the piece? And then that was really just what, what um, came to my mind. So that was the story of Up All Night and, and the name of it. I love that story and how personal it is. I also, I probably have 10 Melanie Berg shawls in my uh, shawl drawer. Um, one of the things I really love about your work is it's simple enough that you can memorize the stitch patterns. They're always beautiful, but it's always interesting enough with the stripes or switching up the lace a little bit here and there that it keeps you engaged. But but you can still listen to a podcast and you can still be with your family and things like that. So just thank you for always designing that way. I think I am designing that way. Because when I started knitting, my children were really young. So they were like zero, one, two years old, something like that. So they needed very much attention. And um, when they were eventually in bed um, at, at, at night, I was so <laughs> happy to have my knitting. But I was not... Um, concentrated enough to focus on huge complicated lace patterns also so I try to focus on easy designs easy stitch patterns that still give a very um, rewarding appearance so that that are still beautiful to make but not so overwhelming so you don't need to focus so much and um, I think I stayed with that so yeah <laughs> I think even with lace it's given it a really modern look so I always love that part of it. Um, you sort of segued really nicely into kind of my, my next question, which is how did you start designing? Like what led you to, to become a knitwear designer? <laughs> so it was obviously never my idea from childhood on to become a knitwear designer because I didn't not know there was a thing like knitwear designer <laughs> it really happened very um organically so i was um i'm originally an it person so i um i have an education in information technology and i was working in that field several years and um, then my first daughter was born and i was on parental leave um and that's really the time when i uh when i got Back to knitting because I I knew how to knit before my my ma had or taught me um, a while ago so when I was a teenager but I, it did not really stick that time um, but then when I had my first baby I was very much drawn to somehow making something 
for her with my own hands, something that would keep her warm and safe and um, we could cuddle together. <laughs> that was um, knitting was my first um, idea. So I picked it up, picked it back up again. And um, I was knitting things. So I, I very quickly discovered Ravelry because I realized I, I need um, assistance. I, I can only do knits and pearls, but there has to be more. So <laughs> I, uh, the internet was a, a easy way to um, get educated. And um, so I quickly discovered Ravelry. And um, from there, it all took off. I would say um, I was first knitting other people's designs, um, but always made changes to them. And um, so eventually I made so many changes that I was thinking, okay, if I have to adapt a pattern so much, then I might just as well start writing my own pattern because then I can just really make what I want to make. And um, from from there it, it started. And I then I noticed, oh, and there is a thing called marketplace and you can offer your patterns there. So I just for fun, really, I, I, I uploaded a pattern and I was seeing that, Oh, people are actually knitting it. And that was very um, nice to see, of course, very rewarding. And um, I just kept going. Really. I, I was um, uploading more patterns and people were making more <laughs> projects from it. And um, it, it just, it was a natural transition, I would say. And uh, then eventually um, my kids were one, two and three years old and I was working part-time. So I returned to my job working part-time. Um, plus I had my design career, which was starting to go really well. And then we realized this is too much work. So the kids at that young age and then the part-time job plus being self-employed, it's uh, just too much that one person, too much for one person. So um, I canceled the day job. And um, from that, that was, must have been something like eight years ago or something like that. So uh, since then, I'm a full-time knitwear designer. And yeah, I'm just basically doing the same thing. So I'm just writing patterns and uh, uploading them on Ravelry. And that's pretty much it. <laughs> So you yeah. have designed a little bit of everything. You've got sweaters and hats and mitts and probably socks, although I can't think of a pair of socks no, you've designed off not, the top of my head. Not socks. So uh, really, I think this is the only thing that I have not yet designed because I, I love knitted socks, but I just hate knitting them somehow. It, <laughs> this is not my thing. And luckily I have friends and sisters who love making socks <laughs> so I can benefit from, from them. <laughs> That's awesome. So but shawls are your favorite thing to design or uh, not necessarily? I've seen you branching out into sweaters more over the yeah, last few years. Exactly. So I've, I've made a lot of shawls and I still love making shawls and I'm, I will always love making them, but yes, you're right. Lately, I've, I've um, made a sweater or two, which is also great fun. And um, I, I think in the future, I will do a mix of both. So sweat, mainly garments. I, I also love doing accessories like hats and fingerless mitts. So um, it's, it's nice to have the variation also. And, oh, absolutely. And do, doing the same thing all over. 
Yeah. And you always work with so many colors too, like all those saturated colors or you're completely working with white. So it's always fun to kind of see what you've chosen for each different yarn and each different pattern. Yeah. It's great to have the freedom to always make a new choice and always try out something different. And how fun to watch, like look at the samplers and look at Ravelry and see all the different colors that other people have chosen for your projects too. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you can't believe it's, it's your design because it looks so very different in this other color combination. Sometimes you love another person's project much more than your own sample. So that, that's also happening at times. And um, it's, it's always surprising and, and very, I mean, this, I think this as, it is, as, as a knitwear designer, this is the best thing to, that can happen to you. Just seeing what other people make from your ideas and where they take them. Um, so this is really the best thing. Oh, absolutely. And it's just such a great connection too. when somebody knits your pattern to, I don't know, there's, there's something very satisfying about that. There has to be. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So I've got some rapid fire questions for you. Um, are you ready? Yes. There's no, no rules. So I just have a bunch of just really quick, quick little things. Okay. So magic loop or double pointed needles double pointed needles uh super wash wool or hand wash wool hand wash <laughs> um english or, or continental continental um what knitting book could you not live without oh uh that's easy um the the stitch patterns of uh, barbara walker Oh, is that Barbara a... Walker? Right. Yeah. 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 Pattern, pattern books. Right. I, I have um, all of them and I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in awe for her uh, creativity and also for her um, discipline in, in writing them all down. So yeah, that, oh. that is my favorite knitting resource probably. Yeah. And they're beautiful too. So Okay, team team coffee or team tea? Team coffee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that would lead to black or with stuff in it? Uh, with stuff in it. And the stuff would be um, foam from oat milk. Oh. So, yeah, that sounds very fancy, right? It does. Um, yes, yeah, so... I've just come to drinking to to liking oat milk because it is it has a natural sweetness to it, so mm -hmm. that it it just makes the coffee taste a little different. And um, yeah, I love it. I'm, I think I had six today. So, <laughs> uh, what time is it there? Mm, it's almost eight p.m. So I'm I'm having one right now actually, but luckily it does not affect my sleep. I can have as much coffee as I want, and I can still sleep as a baby. Oh, you're so lucky. <laughs> um, favorite podcast or TV show? Um, knitting related or anything? Okay, so I would just say Fruity Knitting, my favorite knitting podcast. Yes. Love them. Um, most used emoji? Um, a smiley. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, very, I mean, there are, 
Yeah, probably the, the regular smiley. Yeah. Um, most overused color or stitch? Oh, I, I would just, I, I have no idea. Most okay. overused color. I don't know. I'm, um, the question is too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, <laughs> biggest, biggest inspiration. Um, people. During the pandemic, I learned to. Be patient. Ooh, good answer. Uh, favorite food? Mm, vegetables and fruits. Best gift ever? Friendship. Favorite maker's tool? Favorite maker's tool, you said? Yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, well, I, I would just be very boring and say knitting needles. <laughs> would that qualify or? Yeah. Yeah, that totally qualifies. Um, <laughs> we're making the rules, right? Um, <laughs> right. Unique talent. <laughs> unique talent. Um, oh, they, I have so stupid talents. It's um, so one of my secret superpowers is to um, not pay attention in the supermarket. And then I want to buy something and I I don't look exactly, so I just grab something that I think I want to have, but I'm grabbing the fat reduced, the low fat version of it, which <laughs> which is not very tasteful. And yeah, so this, yeah, this is one of my secret superpowers. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a stupid one, but it happened. It happens every time I go shopping. I'm, I don't know what I'm... Uh, I don't know why this is always happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite outdoor activity? Climbing. <sighs> yeah. I do. I've seen so many pictures of you climbing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to doing that again, maybe in the summertime. Oh, let's hope. And let's hope that we have just a more calm summer this year. So yes. Melanie, those are all my questions. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been so fun and it's great to hear a little bit more about your process and designing and up all night and where can people find up all night and what languages is it in? Um, so the pattern is in English and in German. So knitters can pick whatever language they, they're more comfortable with and the pattern will be available on Ravelry. So, um, and, and I think also on the Malintosh site. I'm, yep. I'm not sure if you're, yeah. Yep, it'll be yes. available on both, although German will just be available on Ravelry. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Yeah, Sun, thank you so much for chatting with me and for spending a bit of a bit of your time with me. It was great to catch up with you. It was great to catch up. Have a wonderful evening, Melanie, and we'll talk soon. Yeah. Yeah, take care. Bye. You too. Bye.